We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Chiefs up next. Hey, man, something you're not good at, you're going to share with the audience. What's up, Chief? What's happening, Chief? Hey, man. Well, Chief, I tell you what, me and my kids and my wife had this argument because I, you know, I, I think I can bake a little bit, but they say I can't bake just because I use Dunkin' High and Cake Mix or Lady <laughs> Crocker. It's just not really baking. What do you guys think? <laughs> it's not really baking. Well, I mean, you know, that's cooking to me. That's, that's, <laughs> you, that's. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> I mean, you got to mix it. You got to put ingredients in. You got to stir it. Uh, and you bake it. That to me. Yes, that is still. Well, you got to get it from somewhere. I mean, sure, it may come out of a packet, but I mean, it's still. <laughs> you're, you're doing the work. You took two eggs, some oil, and a powder they put in a box. It's not cooking. Yeah. I cooked ramen noodles in college. <laughs> Everybody did. <laughs> hey, man, it's Dukes and Bell. Glad to have you here. Um, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. The Falcons, though, guys, getting ready for the combine next week. And. Mike, you know, they're going to scout all these guys. You, you probably over-scout, right? I mean, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you're, you're doing more than what you probably need to because you know what the needs are and where you want to go in the draft. Um, but this is the process. And we've got the eighth overall pick. We have eight picks overall as of right now. That could change, of course, with mm. potential moves. We can add another pick uh, from Jacksonville. Once Calvin Ridley gets reinstated, that would be an, an additional second-round pick. So, this thing, when you talk about, all right, how many of those guys are going to be studs? How many guys are going to be, you know, uh, getting playing time? All I would tell you is look at the Chiefs this year. They go to the Super Bowl. They win it. They had nine rookies that played significant minutes for them. So you can do that. The, the draft, guys, by the way, is April 27th through the 29th. It's in Kansas City this year. So Hey, if we got Jalen Carter in a Falcon uniform, forget about it. I mean, we're finally addressing the trenches. Yeah. And maybe we do offensive line through free agency. Maybe we still – Go offensive tackle at some point in the uh, in this first or second. I mean, we have to give up the second. You're going to give up. You have to get. But the idea that Jalen Carter and Fal- that would be something. First of all, th- most Falcon fans out there in their car will go like, unfortunately, Carlson, no way, never going to happen. Look, previous regimes have no bearing on what Fontenot is going to do. But we just gave you the scenario where it's not totally implausible. Now, why other teams would pass? It's more about other teams going quarterback and then you outbidding someone else to go and get them. That's yeah. where it's at. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you're still talking about a, tr- a trade that would probably include the Bears um, because they would be the ones who would be giving up that first overall pick, and they're going to try to acquire as much as possible. But I, I think it might be a three-way team kind of deal. We're going to see uh, – and I don't – listen, you're right, Mike. I'm not going to tell you that none of this is possible because we've seen craziness happen in the draft. And here's the other thing that happens in the draft, all right, as we're just talking about the combine and the Falcons getting ready to go scout these guys. Teams reach. They mm-hmm. do something stupid. You, all these general managers are not what you think when it comes to the pressure's on, Mike, and everybody says, oh, we stuck to our board. Somebody's going to make a mistake or at least perceived mistake, and then that's when things open up and you go, that guy's there. It's just like with the quarterbacks. Mike, we could pick at eight and stay there, and all of a sudden, what if every one of these teams, they go one quarterback, defense, offensive tackle, and all of a sudden we're looking at eight, and we've got two of the top quarterbacks sitting there. Well, there you go. See, I would say I'll go the other. I'll flip the script on you. What if Anthony Richardson, somebody falls in love with and moves up into like somewhere like six or seven? 
And then Will Levis is also selected along with the two guys you know are going and Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. And what if Will Anderson is there at number eight? Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm, I'm – I love the idea of everybody going to get that quarterback. And I know it's still a hard sell in this town for everybody to get on board with Desmond Ritter, but I, I just don't – I don't think we're going to have anything to do with a quarterback in, in a big trade or in, in drafting one on draft night. Yeah, you go get a veteran guy. Um, you just go get a guy. Well, listen, right. Marcus is not going to be on this team. If he is, and he's not, but if he is, I would be thoroughly surprised. I got to be honest. I thought Marcus quit on us. Well, I he, thought Marcus completely thought. quit. He, he did. He, there's no thing. Mike, he quit. Yeah. He walked. He wasn't even in the locker That's room. That's why I can't wait to see this new Netflix where they follow three quarterbacks and Marcus is one of them to see what the story is on that one. Yeah, the, the bigger thing is that he's going to save you $12 million. Bye now. I mean, if you want to add cap space to go do additional things in free agency, that's the bigger reason mm. that I believe he's not going to be here. On top of the fact that however he left, and Coach, remember Coach? Coach Hart was like, well, where is he at? Well, I mean, they had no reason no. for what was going on with Marcus as he walked away. But it's Desmond Ritter. It's Logan Woodside. So you're going to have to go get a veteran guy. But I don't think you do that and necessarily or you draft another young quarterback unless you absolutely believe that that is what we need, Mike, and this guy can't miss at yeah. eight. And if I, it was to happen. Now, and I get it. There, there's always going to be Falcon fans out there saying, like, oh, we can't go quarterback. We're, by the way, we've got we to build the trenches because no matter who you're going to draft, if you did want to move on from – you guys want to move on from Ritter or you feel Ritter's going to be a solid backup his entire Falcon career – doesn't matter. You've got to be able to protect these guys. So it's got to be free agency for however we're going to get it done. But the trenches have been ignored for so many years. And, yeah, I'm talking about you, Dimitrov. Now we've got to get this thing fixed. You alluded to the Eagles. We talked about Seattle. You mentioned Carl brought up Seattle in the 2010 through 12 when they built this thing so solidly on a rock-solid foundation, which, to be honest, the Falcons have never really done, ever. I, I agree. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, Mike. What is he going to get after emerging from the darkness retreat? So has Randall Cobb come over and moved the rock out of the way and he's still there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that was a little early for Easter, guys, but mostly I think you get what I'm putting down. I do. Uh, I thought he was going to get out of this room, mm. this darkness retreat, and make a decision. Guys, this happened, by the way, in Oregon. This is a real place. There are places like would, this. Where yeah. else would it happen? Um, and so, you know, he was at the dark room in the facility through Wednesday. Um, See the picture of it that a couple of mag- uh, ESPN and uh, Sporting News has? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's, it's uh, a 350-square-foot room. You do have your own bathroom. Well, of course. I mean, he wasn't going to poop on the floor. And you've got a mat. You know, I mean, come <laughs> on. I mean, he's not a savage. I didn't think it was like he's going in isolation like uh, Steve McQueen at Papillon or something. I figured there'd be a, a comfortable bed to sleep in. Yeah, I just uh, I don't know what, what's going to come out of this. He is out, though. And, you know, if he's got clarity. <laughs> <laughs> what? If he's got clarity. He's such a, you know, he's such a. Then, then he should look, make a decision. Look, I get it. Different strokes for different folks. It's like either you're staying with the Packers or you're not. Here's the deal. The Jets would have to give up too much to get it. We'd go sign Derek Carr. It's cheaper. It is. You go sign Derek Carr. You've already got a really good football team. But again, both sides of the ball. You need competent quarterback play. You, you know, you've got all the way. You got a good running back who's coming back healthy. Yeah, off an injury. You've got all the things you need. Why would you trade everything to get Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, hasn't proven he can get it done in crunch time? He's the one who threw the picks. He's the guy that. Let's be honest. They missed their window. We talked to Brian McFadden about it. They, they've missed their window. I wonder if the Packers are just looking to get. If the if the if the podcast from the Packer writer is accurate, they're sick of him. They're done with him. They're over Aaron Rodgers. They're moving on. They're moving on. Okay. <laughs> he's thirty nine. Uh, if he is uh, with the Packers, guys, he's getting fifty nine million dollars this year. Excuse me, fifty nine. 
He had to go into a dark room to decide whether or not he wants to be back. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Either way, Packers president Mark Murphy said earlier this month that uh, the deadline for a Rodgers decision, um, he said he would hope that they'd get that before the start of free agency, obviously because if they want to trade him, they want to know. That's where it's at. Yeah, I just, I just think it's, I, I don't think it's such a big, broad spectrum of NFL teams that are willing to back up the Brinks truck picks wise and then either have to renegotiate or figure out how you're going to get this contract to work. Right? Hey, can you see when you come out of the darkness retreat? Like when the door opens, well, I mean, well, he's got a candle, like, right? I don't I mean, know. Is it total darkness? No, it's total darkness. So he's, Mike. Feeling, he's feeling his way around the room? Yes, Mike. Oh, hits his nuts on the bedpost. Uh, uh, yes, he is. He, he would have visions, illusions, all kinds of things after a certain point. Because of uh, the way the brain works. That so, was part of so it. So it's like a shaman come to him and say, go to the Jets. That's, that's what I'm asking. I mean, when the door opens, is he like, I can't see. <laughs> you know, For four days. I, I really, at the end of the day, I think half of this stuff is a work. You know, like they say in wrestling. It's, <laughs> I think Aaron Rodgers. You he, think he wrote I think, this? I think he's probably in there with a, with a, with a direct TV and 500 <laughs> channels. You know, and he's probably got a he couple. Caught of, up on Netflix. Yeah, got a couple of chicks with him, and he's got a, he's a full <laughs> liquor bar, and it's all a bunch of crap, and the whole thing is nonsense. And there's, it's either he's going to do it or not. But because he's Aaron Rodgers, you know, yes, I take peyote and I get my crystals and I sit in the dark for four. Get the out of here with that. Oh, what do you guys think, man? Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. And by the way, I said this on the weekend national show, Mike. This is rich folks' problems. <laughs> yes, everyday hardworking yes. Americans cannot afford to go in a closet for four days. And be dark right. and try to figure out where their life is going. Like, seriously, if you had extra vacation time and you went home and you went, honey, I'm going to go to a dark retreat room and figure out the rest of my life. She'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. People don't, right. everyday people don't do this. This is rich people's problems. <laughs> Somebody's driving a truck for Estes and, honey, I got a call from my old Dominion. I'm going to go lock myself in the basement now for four days. What's <laughs> this? Seriously. You know what I mean? Come on. Doesn't happen. But, but this, it's. And I've I've always been intrigued with Aaron Rodgers. Look, there's this room for the Aaron Rodgers of the world in this sport, but it just Aaron Rodgers. And I, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I forget who said it. And oh, it was uh, it was uh, Tiki Barber. Who knows about getting heat? Tiki Barber said it last week. If Aaron Rodgers went to New York, just like it kind of brings us back to the Trey conversation. Two guys on the radio saying Trey should talk about the coach getting fired the yeah. day it happens. Yeah. After it happens, is not heat. Aaron Rodgers tries to be aloof with the media or not give answers or you're being vague about your vac status, right or wrong. They're going to get after they're you. They're going to get after you, and it's it's relentless. Have you ever seen press conferences in New York? I mean, it takes a certain special breed to handle it. That's why I was, I was always impressed by how Eli could let it roll off his back. Yeah, he was so relaxed, and, and it just it, it didn't matter. Right. All right, so uh, the point is, guys, if you feel like this is the first domino to fall, meaning Aaron making his decision, because let's be honest, if he says, I want out, the teams that can afford to do this are going to all be interested. We are talking about a four-time MVP. Whether or not you agree with Mike that he hasn't gotten it done here as of late, and there's no debating that. But he is still considered to be one of the top quarterbacks. And I think, Mike, if he makes a decision to say, hey, I want out, then that's the domino. Maybe that's what everybody's waiting on with this Derek Carr situation, Mike. Now, again, before March uh, 15th when the NFL NFL calendar year as far as all the financials and stuff starts – the Bears, Falcons, Raiders, Giants, Patriots, Texans have the most. But, again, that will all change when more guys come off the books. But the Raiders, getting back with Devontae Adams, yeah. is, is the Raiders. I guess he would be close to Sonoma. I mean, not Sonoma, Sedona. <laughs> you could go down there to Arizona and have retreats. But, yeah, it's everyone points to the Jets. The Jets are not exactly, uh, you know, 
loaded for bear as far as the availability, cap space to do this. That's what makes it so interesting. They're going to have to make a lot of moves. Like we always joke around, how would the Saints do anything? Because they were always like $60 million over the cap, but they always found a way. It's it's crazy. A couple of other, other uh, NFL news notes. We were talking about the Seattle team that was built between 2010-2013. All-pro linebacker. He was an all-pro again this year. Hmm. Bobby Wagner and the Rams yeah. agreed to part ways. He went to the Rams after Seattle was like, we're done, and bowled out again this year. Um, Problem with Stafford couldn't stay healthy. Correct. Other injuries mounted up, so chasing the ring didn't work out. Yeah, the Rams are going to save $5 million in salary cap space, uh, but they pick up a $7.5 million dead cap or dead money charge. The point is, Bobby Wagner can still play. I don't know where he's going to end up, but a lot of people said, oh, he's not that good anymore. He goes there and, and is still, <laughs> at 32, one of the best uh, linebackers in the league. By the way, speaking of Stafford, do you think there's a Stafford surprise coming our way? Retirement? The Rams moving on? They have to eat some money. You're bringing back Baker Mayfield, right? I, I think so. I think so, too. But he needs a contract, too, doesn't he? <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, right. I don't know if I could do that. All right, guys, coming up, the most important story of the day has to do with the most important star in our city. It's Dukes and Bell. To more Dukes and Bell. Are you ready? On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The most important story of the day. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. What are we looking at in a new head coach for our Atlanta Hawks? It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hawks play tomorrow against the Cavaliers. I, I don't know what to expect at this point. I mean, I, I would love to say, hey, we're going to be sparked. And all the things that have happened are, are going to get us to, to play a lot better. We play the Cavs, Mike. Sunday we get the Nets. Not the same Brooklyn team. Uh, Hawks at uh, Hawks playing the Wizards on Tuesday. So we're home for a while here, guys. And then we get the Trailblazers. That's Dame Lillard. Friday, March 3rd. So one, two, three, four home games coming out of the All-Star break. For what it's worth, we mentioned we're the third uh, most difficult schedule for our remaining 22 games. For some reason this year, the way the schedule makers made it work, we're playing the Wizards four times in 22 games. And guess what? Wizards are a half game behind us trying to improve their position in the play-in situation. Mm. So I know that they're kind of like everybody else who made trades at the trade deadline. And what exactly are they? I don't know. But this is one of those teams that, I mean, I don't know, the mediocrity bowl, Carl, because somebody who's under 500 is going to make this play-in game probably. So what do you want in a coach, Mike? What are we looking for? What are we trying to achieve here? Well, Seriously. you mentioned you mentioned uh, when we started talking about this in December, Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. And I just want somebody who has a distinct philosophy. You know, a lot of guys have said, well, let's go get Mike D'Antoni. I think he's like 72. I don't know if that's going to fly. You know what I mean? If he wants to do that. Snyder did a really nice job in, uh, in Utah. But as uh, we talked a lot today, they don't have a Rudy Gobert on our roster. We've got redundancy with John Collins and Capella. That maybe that, that's why Collins will have to go somewhere and you, and you figure something else out. But in the long term, I think I want to I maximize Trey. Trey and DeJounte so far has been nothing like we expected it to be. Is that fair? Trey's actually been more of a facilitator, and that's cool because the double-doubles fly in every night. No one debates it. I was under the impression that Trey was going to move without the ball. As you pointed out yesterday, Trey is ball dominant. So this thing is built to work with two point guards. He's got to figure out how to make – if it's Quinn Snyder, how do you make that work, right? Yeah, well, and, and here's the other part. I mean, when you talk about where is the the other scoring coming from, right? It, it, at times it's bogey. At times it's DeAndre Hunter. Is it enough? 
Um, you've got two guys that are, are running to the rim when you talk about J.C. And, and, and Capella, but one of the reasons why J.C. was so successful, at least early in his Trey and, and J.C. relationship, right. was that pick and roll. Um, I want you to hear John Collins talk about what he wants in a new coach. This is what he said yesterday. Um, well, first off, development. You know, I feel like we're all young. We want to develop into the best players we can be. So, um, you know, what we do before, after games, and um, just being held accountable to a certain standard. And, you know, um, we, we just need to grow up mentally, right? I feel like talented. We're, I feel like we're extremely talented in, in a lot of aspects with the basketball and what we do on the court. Um, but, you know, in terms of leadership, togetherness, um, the, the brotherhood, the culture that we have here, that's, that's where we need to grow and, 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 as I said, holding each other accountable um, and, and just making sure that, you know, mentally we're locked in in the right areas to, to succeed on the court. Okay. That's a lot, but I kind of agree with everything he's saying. Who fits that? Who, of the guys that we know right now, d- does Quinn Snyder fit that? Does Ime Udoka fit all the things that J.C.'s talking about? Yeah, and a lot of guys have said, you know, when Udoka left the Celtics after he got, you know, what happened happened, is they've got the culture. That's why we always talk about leadership when it comes back to Trey and somebody setting the tone. Tatum, those guys, they all believe in it. And there's accountability, and they got the nice mix. The thing is, we're, all, we're also missing some of the OG guys. You know, we talk about how much we miss, you know, guys like Solo, Solomon Hill. They got guys like Horford, et cetera, on that team. But they've got a culture. And I think the first thing first is whoever that coach is going to be, and there's no way around this, guys. He has got to be on the same page with Trey. They got to be boys. And I don't know how that works in this day and age because Nate, we all know why Nate didn't fly. The guys are kind of saying it. There was, it was an old school dynamic, and you saw it in some of the way the half court offense looked. Let's be honest, you know. And and there was maybe an inflexibility. I think you've you've look. For lack of a better word, the next coach here is going to come in and kiss Trey Young's butt or certainly be amenable to doing some of the things that Trey wants to do. That's the only way he's going to survive here. And that's not just putting that on Trey, Carl. All stars have control. Whoever the big man is, any team in the NBA, he's got the chance to do that. The, where, where the teams win championships is where someone suppresses the ego, suppresses the passive-aggressive, well, today I'm leading, today I don't feel, and really buys in. Is Trey Young going to buy in? Because what you heard from all the press comments today from or yesterday from the guys is not everybody on this team, Carl, is buying in. You heard that from DeJounte and you heard that from Carl. And who the hell do you guys think they're talking about? When you say kiss Trey's butt, it's interesting, Mike, because I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about Phil Jackson. And when he got to the Bulls, Mike, you know, was trying to figure it out, right? Right. But he challenged him in a different way. He didn't necessarily kiss Mike's butt. He just challenged him in a different way. And, and you know, the story's been documented now. If you're going to win, here's how you have to right. try to win. Do you need to kiss his butt or do you need to challenge him in a different way? I mean, you've just got to find a way to unlock Trey's maximum potential. I don't know. I mean, does Trey, will Trey ever listen? I mean, is Trey's dad in Trey's ear? Where, don't, no, no, don't listen to Cole. Here's what you got to be doing. Because I, I, I can't speak to that, but there's certainly been a lot of hearsay about that. I don't know. Look, same stuff you guys have read on websites, et cetera. Is, is Trey's dad too much of an influence? And maybe he needs to let Trey just be Trey, and Trey's got to be able to function in a system. And the, again, the system's got to make sense. We're not putting this all on Trey. I said it for months. Some of the stuff Nate was doing made no sense. Yeah. So Quinn Snyder comes with a philosophy. Atkinson comes with a philosophy. But is Trey going to buy into it? Let's hear John Collins talk about. Um why things didn't work, okay, in his opinion, with Nate. And this is one of the things. He talks about the disconnect with the team. This is a long soundbite, but listen closely to what he says 
about – and here's the other thing, guys. we got 10 guys on this team that are 25 or younger, okay? The NBA is a young league. It just is. you got guys – when Trey got here, he was one year out of college. He was 18 years old. You, you forget how young the league is. He's 24 now. So this is JC talking about Nate and the disconnect. You know, what Nate was asking from us as a group and where we are mentally, um, professionally, you know, at, you know, in years, in terms of years and experience, um, just sort of kind of creates a divide of the expectation versus what where we are um, and where we have developed to as as players, young, as young players. So, um, as I said, I feel like Nate is a little bit more suited for just guys who are older, you know what I mean, and understand the game, whereas um, a young team, we need guidance. Um, and, I, and I feel like we um, need a different kind of guidance. Um, and hopefully somebody can, you know, our new coach can come in and bring that spark. Um, but obviously we still respect and appreciate everything that Nate has, has done for us. I thought that was very revealing because what he's saying is Nate expected guys to show up, be professional, right, be adults, be men. I'm asking you to do something one time. I don't have to do it eight or nine times. And this team, and what John is saying from the maturity level, professionally, they're, they're not there. So we can't meet the expectations of the coach and what he is expecting versus where we are as a team and having these young guys who are not necessarily all buying in. And then there's the disconnect, Mike. So that's why it felt the way it did, and we all felt it as fans. But that's as good as you could possibly put it from John Collins' standpoint about, okay, it's not Nate, it's not a bad thing, but what maybe he's trying to put off on us, Mike, we are not receptive Hmm. to it, and therefore it's not working the way it should because – Everybody is not as mature as they should be. We are the 12th youngest team in the NBA, but only by, we're talking like days. Hawks are 25 uh, years and 23 months on average, in case you're wondering. Youngest teams are teams in complete rebuild mode, Thunder, Rockets, Spurs, Magic. The one good team that's really young is the Grizzlies with John Morant and company. Yeah, they are. Um, But you know what they're lacking, too, when you brought this up. They're lacking that veteran leadership. I mean, young locker rooms need veteran guys. They just do. And when you have that mix, which we did, you see how that works. Because you have guys that now hold other guys accountable, and the young guys and the young cats are like, yo, can't do that. Today, an older veteran player on this team, Mike, Mm -hmm. would have told Trey Young, you're not talking today, but you're talking tomorrow. Right. That's the difference. And that's what we were talking about at the trade deadline, trying to get some toughness. Some mental toughness, some grit. We talked about that and the kind of moves the Bucks made and how they improve their roster. That's the kind of stuff which we're missing. Gallo, you miss a veteran on the off the bench. I'm not sure about leadership, but you need some veteran shooters. You've talked about that. Yep. Solomon Hill, guys are like, see, this, this goes back to it. I had an argument yesterday with a guy throwing nothing but Trey's stats at me. Look, we all know Trey's a double-double machine and one of the elite athletes, and the only reason you make the All-Star team is because some of the league doesn't like him. Okay? That's it. But if you go back, Solomon Hill's stat sheet – Nothing. Five points a game, but there was an intangible thing that Solo brought to this locker room, which you can't quantify. No. I, and and you by just the way, the, the, coach, the, the coach still has to have control and guys have to believe in what's going on, but ultimately it's the players. And this is why I've said to you guys, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I need to see what the coach is going to come in and do, Mike, and more mm. importantly, if these guys don't buy and if we go on a run, I'm not talking about this year. Okay, this year right now is a big question mark for me. I'm talking about as we continue to say, is this the nucleus we're going to stay with? Or are we going to change this? Are we going to go change some of the pieces because this apparently is not working? And we start to see this evolve. My thing is, if we start to go on runs and we become the team that we think we can, it's only going to be because the guys that are here are buying in. 
It's not going to be because, well, we changed coaches six times. It's just not. No, and I get it. And at some point, you know, you've got to have accountability with your star players. But let's be also real. There's a fine. They're like, you know what the thing is? Do you want to be a Kobe, a killer with a killer instinct, a man who took pride in it? And would challenge, and again, remember the, if you, the Shaq documentary on HBO was so fascinating because, you know, Shaq, basically Kobe said if Shaq put the work in and the dedication that I did, he'd be the best player on the planet. But it's about the work ethic and the belief, and you got to have the pride. James Harden, to me, is what Trey is going to be. Trey could be James Harden at the end of his career, and it'd be a lot of stats, but it won't be anything there. Because at some point, you do have to sort of, you got to take the eye out of it and put some we in there, if for lack of a better word. Because Harden is a guy that – Harden's a dude who just kind of does his thing, and he's amazing, and his stats are going to be yeah. there, and he'll go to Springfield, and he'll be a Hall of Famer, but yeah. at the end of the day, he'll never have a ring. Well, we're going to find out. It's going to be fun to see how things shake out over the last 23 games of this season, what this team potentially does if, in fact, they get in the playoffs. Right now, guys, again, we're in the eighth spot. That's playing tournament. That's, that's the same scenario we were in last year where you got to go win a game, got to go win another game, and then you get to find out who you're going to play in the first round, and then, oh, good luck because, you know, you're, you're grinding to try to figure it out. I hope that's not our situation. I hope we are a top six team and we don't have to deal with that. Mm. Mike, what do we got coming up for our game winner? Hey, man, we talked about it in a guide talk. We were talking about when do you guys work out. There was a study. Actually, there were three studies done. I work out. One study was done in England which said you really need to work out after lunchtime. Then there was a study uh, in the, here in the States that said, yeah, middle of the day to afternoon is fine. And then they did a study with mice. And they had little mice on tiny little treadmills and little ellipticals. And the mice apparently, they got a better workout in the morning. But if you're 45 and you got a heart condition, maybe the afternoon is better. Where are you working out? And what, you want to give your gym some love if it's like a name brand or For a sure. local spot? No, listen, I mean? listen. Uh, there's a lot of places now. There's so many gyms. But, yeah, man, give your gym a right. shout-out. Or maybe you like Dylon. He goes up into Helen. He goes and he goes up in the mountains and he drags a big sled like Stallone. It's pretty wild, man. Hey, man, 404-741-0929. Where are you getting it in and when? Then things get really good. Back to more Dukes and Bell. Let's go, baby! Let's go! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... All right, man. Uh, are you a guy that works out at the house? You got your own setup? Look, I work out. Look at you, Mr. Big Shot. Like Carl. Carl's got an entire wing to the house where he's got the whole setup. Got that lap pool you put in. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. You know what, though? The convenience of having all of that stuff at the house, uh, it, it does help. But I will tell you, going to the gym, there's something about going to the gym. It just puts an extra motivation in there right, for you to get your butt out of the house and go do it. I'm with you. I remember during COVID, because I was going stir crazy in the gym. LA Fitness here in Midtown was everything was shut down. You couldn't do jack. Yeah. So I remember going online on Amazon. I bought one of those Chuck Norris, Christy Brinkley things. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were going to say you bought a shaker. <laughs> Shake weight. <laughs> but no, I had one of those like the Chuck Norris things where you could actually you could get a good chest workout and you sit there and you know it's all cables and it just feels ridiculous. It does. But you know it's the best you could do. So we're talking about gyms. We're talking about working out. What time do you work out? You do it in the morning. You're midday guy. You sneak away at lunch. 404-741-0929. And where are you doing it? Who's our first customer? Dylan. Tony, Mr. T, what you got, man? Hey, man. Hey, man. Planet Fitness, Dallas, Georgia, 4 a.m. Wow, 4 a.m. Who's in there, man? Be honest. Who's up in there? There's been a lot of people. I uh, have to be to work at 6, so I try to get an hour and a half in before work. Wow. Wow. That's, That's discipline. De- dedication, baby. Man. That Jeez. clock goes off. You're like, damn. Man. 
My thing is, I got to be honest with you. Now, again, you cannot. Uh, uh, there was some. I saw some meme the other day, or some video, where some woman saw. I noticed a guy was taking a picture of her at the gym, oh. and she clapped back on him, and all hell broke loose. Man, don't be that creepy guy for crying. Did out she loud. really? Oh yeah, good for her too. Yeah. What I mean, kind of exercise was she? Well, she's wearing like a thong thing. It was very, very revealing. Was if it I'm honest, squats. Well, though she had yoga pants on, oh. but I, mean, I don't blame the guy. But I'm just saying, you no, can't do that. You legs, can't do that. legs. She was doing squats. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just uh, asking, Dylan, who's up next? PJ, hey man, you're in the game on Dukes and Bell. What you got? Can I say something about the squats real quick? Hey, yes, sir. man. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Uh, LA Fitness, 5 o'clock in the morning. Can't do any evening because I be up all night. Man. Right. I hear you. We talked about that earlier. Dude, yeah. Hey, stay with it. It's I know sometimes that clock goes off. I'm telling you, that's the hardest part. Mm. I was just going to say, ladies, if you're doing squats, and I'm just saying, I'm, what not, is, what I'm, are you not saying? Con- I'm not condoning what are you saying? that the guy should be staring at you in weirdness. But I will say, if you're squatting and you're and guys are walking by, somebody's going to look. That's all I'm saying. Now, again, there are various, not weirdos. various states of, of, of sexiness. That now, for, yeah, if a guy yeah. stops and his tongue is out, Mike, no. of course, that's different. I will say this. At the L.A. Fitness in Naples on Vanderbilt Beach Road, which I use when I'm down in Florida. Yeah. It's un- because it's a dating it's a dating scene. It's literally it's everybody over the age of fifty trying to hook up, and the outfits <laughs> are insane. <laughs> and meanwhile, yeah. I'm yeah, just dialing exactly. up, saying, and you've got guys. There's dudes that are like seventy years old who literally look like they could play linebacker for the Falcons. They're on so much HGH. I mean, so they're floating through the gym. It's unbelievable. I believe it. But it's all about the dating pool, man. But that's older people. Younger people don't want to mess with that. At the gym, they want to get the workout and get the heck out. Well, of there. they're they're messing with it, Mike. But they're on the apps while they're working out. <laughs> that's right. Hey, man, Dylan, who's up next? Talk about your workout routine. Who's up? Swede. Hey, man, you're in the game. What you got, Swede? Hey, man, guys, this really has nothing to do with that. I hope you'll give me the time. Today is the anniversary, the first anniversary of the passing of my son, Gaston, my little Yorkie-Poo, my nine-year-old Yorkie-Poo, who used to sit here on my lap and listen to you guys every single day. And he would get up when he'd hear Carl give his famous um, um, speech, you know, um, let me clear my throat. And he'd look at me and he would say, it's time for dinner, Dad. And we would go in. And I just want to thank you for all the years that you gave us of pleasure together. Sorry for not answering your question. No, that man. Was what we're, I wanted to say. Sorry about it's, that, it's, sweet. It's today. No, Thanks, man. guys. We're dog lovers. You know that. We're animal lovers on this show. And there's nothing like it, man. It hurts. Then go away. That's why I went 25 years in between dogs. I get so attached, man. Yeah, it's, it's right. tough. You but, know what? That's funny that he said that, though, about let me clear my throat. Because when we were working from home during the pandemic, my dog was always around, and when you sh- when Chris would hit the let me put right. my throat sounder, the dog would jump up and know that the show was over. Uh-huh. So the whole, the whole <laughs> is a trigger, apparently, for the dog yeah, world out there. They figured it out. Sweet. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, we I understand. Appreciate that. You also killed all the energy in the segment, sweet. Who's up next, Dylan? Chris. You got the final word, Chris. Chris, where are you working out, man? What's going down? Yeah, and I usually start working out around five in my garage, doing the twelve ounce beer curls. Till my wife yells at me to pass out the yard. Beer curls? <laughs> He's doing twelve ounce curls. Yeah. A couple of guys sent, uh, shared some photos with us on Twitter about they basically during COVID built the gym in the garage, and now they haven't gone back. No, a lot of people did, man, because you could. First of all, to your point, you couldn't find a lot of stuff. Like right. once it hit, people all that stuff was sold out. Mm-hmm. So people were like, "How do I get my workout in?" Right. Hey, John Chuck, we know you, hey, you work out. Where do you get your workout in, man? 
Uh, it was always at night. Okay. I mean, for mm-hmm. years when I was going to main event fitness, I'd always run into Scott Steiner, and we yeah. were a couple of the guys that were there late at night. So, yeah, we uh, I was always a nighttime workout They guy. worked at what, like that, late, late night? Um, a lot of the guys were late afternoon and in, in the evening The time. one on Windy Hill? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right there at Powers Ferry and Windy Hill. Right. Yep. Yeah, and then also the one on Buford Highway, which right. became Roteman's Fitness. But okay. Anyway. So uh, good yeah. times, man. Yeah, it was. That was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun back in those days. Jacked yeah. up and you know everything else. So. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the bar. I'm gonna lift it. What I, do you I got? Mean, what do you the, got coming the, up? There was a three steroid minimum just to get in that place. Oh, I so know. I mean, that's that's how it was. Coffee's gym uh, yes. was another one too. Yep. I mean, anyway, uh, we'll talk to Jason Longshore. Get ready for Atlanta United uh, as we're on late after the Hawks tomorrow. So. We'll preview the game uh, tonight. We'll talk late, late, late night with uh, Grant McCulley. He is not available too much later, but uh, uh, we'll talk to him. And then uh, we'll try to run off uh, some more star athletes in this town because we <laughs> have the power. The world is yours. The world is yours. Yes, apparently, yes. Again, guys, we're just talking about responsibility, and you're hearing it. And see that, what I don't understand is you're literally hearing his teammates saying the things we'd like to hear from Trey, and guys still don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah. It's crazy. John Chuckery coming up. Let's get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bell are wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. The game. Thanks to Brian McFadden for stopping by today. Tomorrow, Twin Peaks Buckhead. Yeah. That's where we'll be, guys, hanging out, having a good time, too, until 7. And uh, we want you to stop by. Now, we have confirmed. I repeat, confirmed. Ice Cold Heyman L will be in the building. That's a big 10-4. So that means you can come enjoy the beer, enjoy the show, and enjoy hanging out at Twin Peaks. Uh, we hope mm-hmm. to see you there. We've got uh, some of our regular guests, including Steve Coonan tomorrow. Mike, we get a chance to talk to the CEO of our Atlanta Hawks. We had a lot to talk about. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear what he has to say as more changes have happened. And now, where is this team going? Mike and I were just discussing this real quick about the, the Quinn Snyder thing. If Depending on how fast they move on this, we get the feeling like, okay, are they bringing him in immediately? We don't know, but that's a question we're going to ask Steve right. Coonan, whoever it might be. Does this guy start like now to try to get a feel for what this team is over a 20-20 game period or next year? Because I know fans would say, why don't you bring him in now, do the things you just talked about, and then Landry feels they can adjust the lineup as doing what they can do in the offseason vis-a-vis trades or free right. agency. It just never happened this late in the season where you're going to fire all your assistants and bring a, new, a completely new – where do you find your staff when everybody's working right now in the NBA if you're Quinn Snyder? It's no, interesting. It is. We'll see. We'll talk to Steve tomorrow. Uh, a couple of other regulars are going to stop by, and we're chasing down one of the newest, biggest stars in our city. Make sure you're here for it starting at 2. Hey, Chris was out today, but i got to give a big shout-out to Dylon and Garrett Yes. Uh, both of those guys filled in, and uh, thank you guys for stepping in. Bo Morgan, executive producing. Mike Bell, man, let's get out of here. Clear your throat. Hey, man, I tried to give up fast food for Lent. And uh, here it is, Thursday, Wednesday, obviously, Lent began. So you had Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. And it lasted exactly 30 hours uh, because our buddies at Whataburger decided to bring us the Build-A-Burger box. Whataburger is going in all over Metro Atlanta. Carl grew up with it in Texas. I grew up with it at Florida State down in Tally. Thanks, guys, for ruining another year. As Squid Billy predicted, I just don't think Squid, even Squid thought I would last just one day giving up fast food. Give me a number two of cheese. Yeah, let me give you the uh, slogan. Whataburger. <laughs> You'll get to know it. Hey, as we wrap up things today, tomorrow starts another chapter for our Hawks. I don't know what team's going to show up. I don't even know how we're going to play or if we'll play any differently. All I know is there are people in that organization who are trying to do the right things and move this thing forward.
I hope the players buy in. It's always been, and it will continue to be, up to you guys. Cavs in town tomorrow. Hey, if you love the show. You tell your friends. If you don't. Oh, you just snapped the bar on your Joe Weider arm blaster. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.